0: welcome back ladies and gentlemen to the advisor 3.0 podcast once again it is me jay gusher one of the producers around here just giving a bit of context to what you're about to hear again and just to say thank you for thank you for listening thank you for staying up to to date with all the content we've um, we've been pushing out and um, it seems like most of you guys really enjoy hearing and reading your comments about things that have that in- interest you in these episodes. So keep them coming, please. If you wanna leave us a review, which would be great on any way you get your, I guess, good podcast from, or any way you hear this would be great. Um, any comment, good or bad, we love hearing them. Here today, we have another solo episode for you. And we noticed our St. James's Place On did quite well. And, which is good, <laughs> I guess, cause we're gonna be doing these quite frequently in between. The main ones, every so between the, the bi weekly interviews that Abraham does. Um, so we're just gonna, we're touching base, we're keeping you posted. Again, just to add some context of what you're just about to hear, this is about Abraham's trip to America that happened in September. He went to two conferences, and um, essentially, this is what his take is on them, is what he thought about them. We were um and uh about putting this thing out, but we thought, you know, it's getting colder. The clocks have gone back spring forward fall back they've gone back so now we're going to bring some inject some summer into this winter thing and definitely not because i thought i lost the episode so here we are ladies and gentlemen abraham's trip to america
1: Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Advisor 3.0. I say welcome back because you're now back for the final spring, the final quarter of the year. And also, I say that because I've just come back from an incredible week-long trip uh, to California with some of my leadership team attending a few conferences. So I want to share that experience with you on this episode of the podcast. In early September, we took a trip to California. Uh, so it was myself and four other members of the team. Now, this is not my first rodeo. I've been attending conferences in the U.S. Um, I think as far back as 2016, maybe. And I remember I was sharing with the team on the trip, actually. Um, you know, the, one of the very first um T3 conferences that that I attended. So this is technology for for today. Uh, You know, so so this this is specifically uh, a conference for financial advisors and and generally the wealth management um, industry. So this time uh, we attended two conferences. One is called SASTA. So, SASTA is essentially uh, a, a, a generalist conference about software in general. So, so, you find a lot of software as a service companies, you know, the likes of, uh, you know, Box. The likes of Monday, uh, you know, CRM tools that are, are out there. Generally, um, you know, they they attend these conferences, Zoom and the likes. Um, so we we attended this um, in in san francisco so we flew into to to France, san francisco to to attend this and and it was a three day conference um a great experience and then we headed over to um huntington beach so um you know for 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 this conference so we you know Huntington beach is closer to to l a so we flew um not not actually to l a but anyway uh <laughs> over to huntington beach to to attend um Future Proof, which is a conference uh, specifically for the wealth uh, management industry. Now, I've been asked by, by a few people to kind of sum up my experience and my takeaway of this conference. So so last year, uh, we did the same thing other than it was this conference is where two conferences were scheduled the other way around. And it was myself and, uh, you know, Kathika, who's our uh, chief operating officer, and Ed, um, our um, a chief commercial officer that attended that conference. Um, this time, though, I did something different. And I think oh, as amazing as this, you know, the content, you know, the boss around this, the, this, uh, this, the, this conference were, were by far the biggest um, impact on me, the biggest takeaway for me was spending time with my team, and uh, just getting to know each other much, much deeper, much better. So what we did this time was that uh, we actually opened the trip um, up to our spouses. Uh, So, uh, you know, my my wife, uh, came along to, to the conference uh nacho is our, our cto and and his wife they came along they actually brought their baby uh, uh you know they have a, a one year old i think um so so they brought the baby along and um ed came along didn't bring his spouse tom uh again our, our chief marketing officer came along with 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 his wife and um Another member of the team, Anna, joined us uh, later on for the, the Huntington Beach part of the experience. And for me, just sitting around the breakfast or the dinner table outside of the business in an environment that, for me, uh, you know, was incredibly inspiring, um, it's 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 just such an amazing an amazing experience and yes we did talk a lot about our business there was a lot of uh, con- comparing and contrasting of the UK market with the US market there was a lot of discussions about technology but just Talking and bonding with each other about our lives, about our kids' lives, about what's going on, what makes us think our hopes and our aspiration. that was just such a fantastic experience. And you know, as you can expect, the the partners spend uh, a, a, you know quite a bit of time t- together. So so my wife and 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 Tom's wife, uh, you know, spent. Quite a bit of time together talking, the, you know, talking about the kids and about their work, and and you know how we bring our own drama, our own work drama to to the household and the impact on the household. There were a few tears shed, I, I, I'm told, and um, it, it, for me. It, it's it's insane and and this is the thing you know we we run a company timeline today uh, is now a, com- a company of around 45 people all of us working remotely um you know in in 10 different countries uh, i think 11 if you count scotland as a country um and you know we have a base in london some of the team go go you know some of the some teams go 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 in more frequently i try to get the, the entire company together once a quarter um you know and then we have our annual conference that we get together all the uk staff and and uh you know now uh, the international team members but but so 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 for me that Single experience, that week-long bonding experience for me, I thought that we got much out of that. We got about a year, maybe 18 months worth of bonding, you know, that you would get in a natural work environment, going to work every single day, meeting your colleagues, or every, you know, every other day of the week, or whatever the, 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 the experience is. Um I thought in that one week. We went much deeper um, as far as our individual lives are concerned, and sharing that experience together. We actually took, uh, you know, we took a private tour of the Hollywood together. Uh, w- you know, we 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 walk. Uh, what do you call it? The famous Golden Gate Bridge. Together, we walk. Last year, we we just visited uh, Golden Gate Bridge, but actually, this time, we we we. Walked from uh, the San Francisco pair, I think it's called. We walked the entire length of the Golden Gate Bridge, taking pictures, having conversations to the other side of the bridge, and then we took um, we took Anuba to uh, South Salido. Wow. You know, Salsa Leaders, just an incredible, incredible place. Um, you know, just a peaceful scenery, uh, you know, lots of. And things to to do around the area. And I remember just as we walk, uh, you know, we went into this, um, you know, American type bar, uh, you know, with with some of the team members and we were sitting there. And and as we were walking, I was having a conversation with Ed, uh, a chief uh, commercial officer. And I said to Ed and I said, what do you think is the biggest determinant of an individual success in life? And, you know, he sort of went, you know, hard work, you know, having a vision for your life and clarity as to what you want to accomplish, you know, all the usual stuff. And I just said to him, no, where you were born, the place of your birth, you win an incredible lottery If you were born in Sausalito, compared to somebody born in Salisbury, maybe, or let's make it worse, um, you know, uh, Sudan, you know, the, 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 I don't care how much hard work the chap or or the the girl born in Sudan, uh, how much hard work they put in, it's a a hell of a climb. And I should know, it's a hell of a climb to even, uh, you know, have... um, have as much uh, success or or um, you know uh, peace and accomplishment in life um, as as the child born in social leaders. So so to me, you know, sharing this conversation, sharing these experiences with each other uh, was just just fantastic. And so. The the takeaway for me, look, I, I don't really tell people how to run their own businesses or what to do. You know, I don't. That, that's not the point. I am not advocating for work from home or remote working or uh, you know all these things. All these ridiculous, you know, uh, boxes that we've created. The point I am making personally is that I would rather less frequent but deeper experiences with my team than more frequent, um, you know, shallow experiences, uh, you know, so, so that was a great part of, of the trip. Now, Okay, so so now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about you know the key takeaway uh, for, for you know from from these conferences. So one of the reasons I attend SASTA. So this is my second time of attending SASTA in the US. SASTA Annual. It's called. Uh, it's run by a guy called Jason Lemkin, who I believe founded um, EchoSign, which ultimately was acquired by by Adobe, um, and and uh, you know I've attended the London uh, one or the Europa one uh, not as good but still good but but not as good as the American one and and the key attraction for me uh, going to to America uh, you know for to this particular one is that it, first of all it happens in in San Francisco you know the San Francisco bay area and you have all these big uh, successful uh, you know forward thinking Tech companies, you know, you would get, um, you know, to hear from, uh, you know, CEOs and founders of companies that um, make a difference in 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 our lives. You will hear have a lot of interaction. There's a lot of data about venture capitalists and and what they're up to, um, and you know, so. So you know you would listen to an interview with the CEO of Zoom or or um, you know Basecamp or Box or any of these uh, technology tools. Uh, the, the the one thing is that US numbers are insanely big. Everything is is measured in billions, as in in revenues are measured in billion or or you know addressable markets as they discuss it are measured. In billions uh, and so what you have to do as a as a founder from the UK going to these events is that you have to divide the numbers by 10 and then subtract your date of birth just to get any any semblance um, you know to the to uh, any any meaningful uh, comparison to to the UK but no it was it was Again, a great event to attend. Now, one of the key themes that dominate, and remember, these are the you know cutting edge, they're the leaders of digital technology, uh, you know, software as a service, um, as they're called, or cloud companies in the world. The key thing that you know that was every single session that I went to. was hammered into us is this idea of a compound product. This idea that technology and you know software is moved away from what we still have in financial services today which is single point solutions to companies being uh, compound products and you know we, we you know natural and i went to a, a presentation uh, by uh you know uh, one of the leaders of a company called uh you know samsora you've never heard of them and you know but samsora essentially provide digital technology uh for the d- digital technologies for the for the physical environment. So think of your farm or your um, olige companies uh, or your, I don't know, your manufacturing plant. They install technology that enables uh, these businesses to capture data. Uh, You know, that might be video data, that might be production data, that might be temperature on the farm, that might be, uh, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, traffic and, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever data on on your truck, an all-age truck, and and all of this data will go, uh, you know, seamlessly to the cloud, and enabling uh, the, the companies to then make sense uh, of what's actually going on in their businesses, to automate things, and generally just make their services better. And they were just talking about how they went, uh, you know, from zero. To you know, I don't know. You know, five million uh, of 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 revenue uh, with their their first product. You know, their first digital product, and then they added the second, and then the third. And how, throughout that process, they talked to their to their clients about the direction of travel and the the massive benefit to the to their clients just having an integrated uh, experience, you know, an integrated journey, so that they don't have to jump off uh, one piece of tool to go to another piece of tool, uh, to go to another uh, another piece of tool. So that was... Um, you know, a, a really great presentation, and and ultimately, ultimately, you know how they've managed to build this company that you've never heard of, build uh, a business with. Uh, wait for it. Uh, one. Billion, one billion pounds of, um, you know, annual re- recurring revenue, and and so that was a great uh, a great session that that we attended. We saw the same pattern uh, with uh, a company that you might have heard of called Monday. So Monday is an online project management uh, software, and there was th- this interview. So this was an interview. Uh, between Jason Lemkin and the, you know, one of the co-founders of, of Monday. And, uh, you know, this guy was talking about how seven years ago he attended Sasta. They had just started their company. They had at the time, um, I think he was, you know, 7 million of AR, uh, of, of annual recurring revenue. And, um, and, um, you know, he, he he was sitting just like any. Other founder, um, um, you know, in in the room. This company is actually uh, based in Tel Aviv, in Israel, and but he came over to the U.S. and you know, you know, uh, as you do, expose your mind to to what's actually uh, going on in that part of the world. And he talked about how, as a company, again, adopting this approach of uh, a just tracking and measuring everything tracking the data about their clients use of their technology and using that data to in their product development to add their second or their third or their fourth product Um, and ultimately this company went in seven years from uh you know from seven million of AR to uh are you sitting down? Six hundred million of AR. You know, the company uh I believe went public and, and um uh, and um, you know, for them, it's it's been such uh, such an incredible company. I don't know a republic. Anyway, I don't know uh, if if they are. But 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 again, you know, he, he talked about how by going down the, the, the how you know technology competing powers is actually now incredibly sophisticated that um, you know. They moved away from uh, single, you know. They encourage their clients uh, to move away from single single point solution, and ultimately, where they have integrated set of tools to do their job. Um, and their lives better. You don't have to learn multiple tools, um, and you don't have to worry so much about uh, data and and you know a lot of integration with third parties. You still have integration with third party, but but the the core and the center of your activity uh, as their client is is on that uh, single single platform. So. That was the the overriding, um, you know, my my takeaway. I mean, like that that particular uh, platform, Monday. Now, uh, I believe, uh, you know, enables you to do, you know, nine or ten related tasks, you know, starting from say. Product management, sorry, project management, you know, or task management, you know, if you want to create a client project, you know, operating your business, managing resources, um, you know, setting goals and, and strategy for your company, you can do it on, on that single, single platform. And and so anyway, so that was my big overriding takeaway from sasters there there was a lot of uh content and a lot of data about what's going on in the venture market not that that's relevant to, to most of our listeners but other than the fact that um you know vcs aren't deploying capital uh you know there's a lot of um there's a winter. They keep talking about this. They keep talking about oh, there's a winter uh, in in venture capital market. Uh, hey, what else wasn't uh, you know wasn't gaining any attention at this conference was um or was gaining attention? There was a lot of talk, a lot of talk about application of AI and how, how AI is going to change the way that 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 we work. So in that regard, VCs are still deploying a lot of Capital into AI. And there, there was consensus that, um, you know, this is a little bit like the, the gold rush. Many of the companies, many of the AI companies that we see today um, aren't going to, to survive. Many of them are going to fail. Uh, but, uh, you know, the one or two or three uh, that, 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 that survives are going to gain uh, a, a big share of the market. Um, and then, of course, ultimately, what we're going to have is that AI is going to become table stakes. Everyone's going to be using one A- one form of AI uh, tools in their business or, or the or the other. So that was uh, th- that. That's my that's my overall <laughs> takeaway from um, you know from Sasta. We ended over at Huntington Beach, and and essentially. Uh, Future Proof was, call it a festival of wealth management or wealth management festival. And what you had was this conference takes place In in the open air, you had all the major, uh, you know, technology, uh, uh, you know, platform custodians, asset managers in, in the wealth management industry exhibiting at this conference. The thing you love about this conference is was obviously you know, open air, you had these stages, um, you know, that the, the speakers uh, speak out of, and then, of course, you can go to the different stages, uh, there were podcasts going on, there were exhibition stands going on, um, it, it was just a different experience, you know, there were no suits, there were no suits or tie uh, sight. everybody was in, uh, you know, t-shirts and, and, and shorts or jeans or whatever, so... Again, my second time, uh, the, their second time of actually uh, you know p- putting up uh, the, the festival and 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 my second time of of attending attending that. Now, a couple of observations that I took away from um, from um, future proof. The first one, um, you know, w- one of the most impactful sessions for me was by Joe Duran. So Joe Duran, uh, if you don't know that name, uh, ran or you know founded United Capital, uh, which was. Um, call it an aggregator, Um, essentially, he grew this business uh, primarily through, um, you know, acquiring um, financial advice firms in the US um, and and integrating them. And he ultimately grew this business to um, 25 billion of AUM and then sold this business to United Capital, uh, for three quarters of a billion dollars. All right. So, so Joe was talking about his own journey, his own experience. But one of the key points that he made to me, you know, the in that session was that you know a lot of these aggregators and consolidators, you know, primarily backed with private equity money, uh, you know, are doing the thing that he did, what he did, you know, 10 years ago, but they're doing it so poorly. And, you know, in effect, there is no... um, uh, organic growth within these businesses they are buying uh books of uh you know 60 something year old clients um who are in decumulation these are his words not mine um uh, you know and and ultimately with attrition rate of say four or five percent a year because you know people are living off their portfolio again you know and uh, uh, and 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 so he just thought well This is poor. And ultimately what happens uh, is that these businesses get consolidated or aggregated integration uh, is a a massive, massive ball ache. And in the process, you have this trend of advisors uh, leaving and taking their clients with them. And that's exactly what happened with, um, you know, um, United capital so United Capital sold to to um Goldman Sachs uh, it was sold at 25 billion of AUM in 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 dollars and in less than three years two and a half years they worked incredibly hard United sorry no, you Goldman Sachs worked incredibly hard to to 25 billion billion of client assets to 12.5 you really have to work really hard incredibly insanely hard to screw things up so royally and of course the reason is that a lot of the advisors left and we've talked about this before that there is always always um you know uh, a, a much stronger bond between the advisor and the client than between the client and the faceless organization or institution and uh, United Capital obviously ultimately sold, sorry, no, United, Goodman Sachs ultimately sold that business uh, to, 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 to somebody else. And so, you know, as Joe was talking, you know, I just sat there thinking, where have i seen this movie before i have seen this movie before i have yes i have um you know and i think similar thing is happening in the uk market we'll talk much more about this um you know in other episodes but yeah i i see this happen uh, a lot um you know, in, in the UK market. And 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 look, there is that trend in the US today that they call the breakaway advisors. Uh, so, these are all, you know, smaller uh, firms who are breaking away from, you know, warehouses or large banks or indeed, uh, you know, large wealth management businesses and, and setting up and striking up on their own. That is one of the biggest trends that you see across the pond. And so, the U.S. in many ways is always about, uh, certainly in terms of wealth management, between five to seven, maybe even ten years ahead of the U.K. Uh, in terms of uh, technology in everything, wealth management uh, in everything other than regulation, which we we are clearly ahead of them. But that's a different conversation uh, for another day. Uh, but but my point is that like if the U.S. in the U.S. the seat of capitalism, you know, the seat of insane amount of uh, private equity money, um, you know, the the seat of, uh, I mean, the, the U.S. wealth management industry is probably, uh, you know, uh, uh, 10 times the U.K. I mean, just to give you an example, you know, the entire U.K. platform market is something like 600 billion of assets. One custodian in the US, let's say Schwab, has, I don't know, five trillion of assets. So so my point is that, you know, it's a much bigger market, it's a much sophisticated market than the UK. If in that market, consolidation and consolidators struggle you know, the not for lack of capital, not for lack of inspiration, not for lack of expertise. I, I mean, Joe Duran is the best that there is. Um, you know, in, in in wealth management, this guy is just so so switched on. Um, you know, but 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 even he couldn't manage to stop this this. Um, trend um, of, of breakaway within a large and reputable institution like, um, like uh, uh, Go- Goodman Sachs, I just don't see how. I don't see how all these private equity companies, uh, more more precisely, uh, you know, uh, P backed consolidators, are going to pull this off in the UK. Now, am I saying that uh, you know one or two of them aren't going to survive? No, you know, I'm just saying that this trend is here to stay. Of um independent advisors, taking control of their own destinies, taking their own clients with them. Again, as I said, we will unpack this um, much more in, in much greater detail uh, at a at a later episode. So that was um, you know a key takeaway for me. Uh, from, from the future-proof. Of course, the contrast I found or I saw between uh, Sasta and future-proof, uh, so if you think of Sasta as, you know, some of the best and the brightest uh, technology companies, you know, cloud companies, software as a service companies in the world, uh, especially the U.S., and then you think of uh, future-proof as essentially domain-specific spe- um i wealth management type technology companies um you know uh, the the big contrast i saw was that single point solution is still very much alive very much alive um, even in the u.s wealth market and so again the way the way the framework i am thinking about this is like if you go to you know the cutting edge of you know technology where the best and the brightest uh, sas companies are you see this move towards uh, compound product um you know integration multiple products um on that on a single platform when you come to the wealth management industry uh not far away, uh, still the the best wealth management, uh, you know, set up in in the world. Um, What you find is that there is still very much the drive uh, towards single point solutions where, um, you know, I mean, I still saw estate planning tools that are uh, new estate planning tools that are being created as standalone on their own, uh, and they seem to actually, they they are getting traction. And, uh, you know, you see custodians who just do custodians. Uh, So actually, the U.S. wealth market uh, technology is probably much more fragmented than the UK because it's so big. And so you would find solutions. I mean, I found technology providers who just do order flow, order flow. I'm thinking, what is this? So like your platform, what we call platform in the UK, will do, you know, not just your custody, will do your order flow, will give you some some tools for uh you know uh, portfolio management and reporting um they would do your billing as at least from you know the platform the platform would deduct your fees and things like that um (laughs) in the u.s you need to couple together probably 10 different solutions to do this so you you could you would need your your um uh, what do you call this? You need your custodian. You need your something to do order flow. You need something for your portfolio management. You need maybe something else for reporting. You need something for fee billing. Uh, you know, and and that's that's before you get into um, you know financial planning or cash flow modeling. Uh, you know, uh, client onboarding. Um, you know, client portal. All these things or CRM or, or back office system as we refer to them. My point is that still, even in the U.S., there is still just an insane level of fragmentation. You do, uh, you know, you do see, uh, you know, what you call these things like... you know, a, a bright rainbow in this giant sky. So you would see, you know, I saw companies like OilTrust uh, managed by, uh, or created, founded by, uh, you know, a guy called Jason Wenk, an, an incredible guy, and, and, and where He is, you know, doing that uh, sort of compounding of the custody stack or the custodian stack uh, for the advisors. So it builds this, you know, they're building this business um, essentially that will give the advisor not just the custody but also, you know, billing, portfolio management, uh, you know, and reporting. Uh, you know, overlay, um, you know, within a single stack so that as an advisor, you haven't got to cobble together, you know, five different tools to to be able to do do that. And is, you know, that business is getting in incredible traction. We had this trend, I remember when I, you know, you know, say pre-COVID in, in U.S. Uh, markets where the large custodians, you know, your, your Schwab, and uh, fidelity uh, TD America American Trade has been acquired by Schub. so that's kind of the same business now. Uh, but but these large custodians they went out and they brought they bought financial planning uh, 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 software businesses. So. Um, e-money was acquired, uh, I, I believe, by, by Fidelity, um, Money Guide Pro was acquired, I think it was Schwab that acquired them. There was another platform called Advisor, uh, again, that was acquired uh, by Orion. Orion is a, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, what they would call a TAMP in the U.S., Tonkey Asset Manage- a Management Provider or Program in the U.S., so... So you add the you do have this. So so Orion is an example uh, of of a business that started out as a TAMP, but actually they've acquired um, other technology platform uh, s- such as uh, 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 advisor for the financial or ca- cash flow planning element. They acquired uh, you know a, a risk profiling tool. They acquired Red Tail, which is the uh, back office or CRM system for for financial advisors. So you do do see that type of uh, compounding that I talked about uh, that you saw with, uh, you know, with uh, at, the, at the Sasta uh, conference with cloud companies, but I would argue that it's far less prominent in the wealth management space. There are still lots and lots of single point solutions uh, being built. Um, going, you know, and part of this is because, uh, you know, the, the wealth management market is, is so deep um, in, in the U.S. Um, and also we've probably made it way too complicated than it needs to be. There is impact of regulation and all those things. That means that, you know, maybe providers just like sticking to their knitting uh, in that sense. Uh, I would say that, yeah, that trend isn't necessarily, uh, it's still at a much earlier stage. I would say this trend towards compounding product uh, or compounding technology platform uh, or compound technology platforms, uh, still very much, very much at um, an earlier, uh, you know, stage or process, uh, even in the US. Uh, Yeah, so, so, so that's my, that's my take uh, from from, you know, from from uh, uh, Future Proof. The only other thing that I wanted to point to is the fact that what you didn't see, what you didn't see, which was, conspicuously absent at the at these two events <laughs> was crypto cryptocurrencies is, is all but disappeared nobody's talking about crypto uh well certainly not at, at those events uh you know I, I don't know what make make of that what you will um you know I guess somebody might still find useful for crypto and maybe you'll come back but but, uh, you know, there, there wasn't um, any oxygen being given to this thing um, at, at at crypto. Maybe all the crypto boys or bros are back to their grandmother's basement mining again, once again. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll see them back in action in a few years' time. Um, The other thing I noticed that wasn't as prominent um, as it was uh, in prior years at uh, Future Proof was direct indexing. Very, very little talk of direct indexing. I mean, there were there were one or two sessions that I saw uh, about direct indexing, but but the reality is that I didn't get the sense that I got the previous year. You know, where everybody was coming out with their own direct indexing platform. I mean, again, you know. For the uninitiated, this idea of direct indexing is that rather than, uh, you know, essentially removing the mutual fund structure, uh, you know, so let's say you want to buy um, S&P 500, uh, rather than buying the index fund, which was simple, straightforward, um, you could buy, uh, you know, Old the the 500 stocks in the S and P 500, um, you know, directly. The idea of this is made possible through, uh, you know, fractional shares. The fact that you can own parts of a share and uh, the 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 insanely uh, low uh, trading costs that we we have, um, uh, you know, today in in the U S. and so. Uh, you know and that, the idea that you can take the index and maybe customize it a little bit to account for the for the individual client tax um you know, nobody is doing this in the UK today, apart from Fundment. Um, You know, they launched uh, their direct indexing, um, you know, platform uh, at uh, Advisor 3.0 conference back in May. And, you know, that tells me that um, he he, he is getting interest from, you know, advisors and DFMs. I guess we'll have to see. I do see use for, for this technology, but I have to say, especially um, you know, in things like tax planning, um, you know, and and such like. But uh, tax planning, maybe ESG um, type uh, preferences. Um, but but other than that. Um, Mm, it's 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 challenging it's problematic but but anyway the case I'm trying the point I'm trying to make is that there went a lot of talk compared to prior years there were maybe two presentations i didn't see i saw one uh b- mentioned in a discussion i didn't see the other but uh th- there was far much less even when you go to the exhibition stands uh i can't remember seeing any i can't remember seeing any um um, at future proof about uh, you know any demonstration of um, of um, direct indexing platform we did see a little bit of AI there was a lot of talk about AI I get the impression though that um, you know the wealth in- industry is jumping on this ba- bandwagon no one's actually managed to uh, you know uh, uh, Talk about or or, or talk with a very degree of clarity about, uh, you know, the role of AI and how we're going to use it in the wealth industry. Um, I did see a demo, a pretty good demo, um, by um, Morningstar of their AI tool. I forget what name it's called. I have a recording of it where Ed uh, was talking to these things. Essentially, the application that I had seen today, that particular application of um, AI, uh, was essentially replacing UI, as in user interface, with AI, artificial intelligence. And so essentially allowing you, this particular use case, was essentially allowing you to use natural language when you want to ask for information. So in the past, let's say that you uh, say in the past or currently, if you wanted uh, to get uh, some information from uh, Morningstar, Morningstar obviously ha- has incredible amount of insight, articles, data on you know, investing, uh, you know, retirement, all this research and all that stuff, you would have to go and type in your question through the user interface and then it will give you a million different uh, answers or articles that you can go and read. What this, uh, this demonstration that I saw of AI allowed you to do was just to ask a question the way you would ask it. So you would say, you know, Hey what do you think of the of the 4% rule um and he would give you a response what we found was that in this response there was a lot of however so he would give you a case uh of why the 4% rule maybe uh was useful and then he would say however this is why it might not work and it might not be useful uh you know so uh, so again I think we're at the an early stage of, of that, you know, that's one application of AI in wealth management, you know, essentially to allow us to use natural language rather than typing into forms. So, let's say you want to uh, send a fact, find out, to, let's say you want to, pre- you know, uh, prepare a financial plan for a client. So, rather than, you know... Going to your system, to Timeline, logging into Timeline and typing the client's name and sending out a fact find to, the, for, to them or whatever, or gathering the information and creating the plan. You could just say, hey, Timeline, uh, can you create a financial plan for Mr. and Mrs. Jones? Just that. And then, you know, the AI will search all the detail of your client base now, and it will say, I don't have any details for Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Do you have the email? And you would say, yes, you know, this is Mr. and Mrs. Jones's email and the AI will automatically send out the fact find to them. You know, it comes back, and you create, um, you know, create a, a basic plan for you to have a look at uh, once you are once you know once it's ready. So. There, there is there is that. I didn't hear any talk of AI replacing human, let's not go down that rabbit hole. But overall, it was just an incredible experience to go out there, see what's happening in the world. Uh, I love going to the US, I love California. I can't decide between San Francisco and LA. No, definitely I can, it will be San Francisco. Um, uh i just i just love the boss i just love the energy the entrepreneurship uh i know i know i know i know uh gun crimes and all that stuff uh you know and you're completely different if you were living there i know that i know that i'm not that stupid anyway anyway um that's it that's all i have to share about um that incredible trip, just to see what's going on um, in in the U.S. in terms of technology generally, and of course um, about the wealth management industry. That's that's it from me, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for your time. That's a wrap on today's show. Massive, massive thanks to my production crew, especially Jake Osha, Melissa Canham, and the entire team. And of course to our sponsor, Timeline, the market leading provider of integrated planning technology and model portfolio service to advisors. I do hope you've enjoyed today's show. Head over to Apple Podcast and give us your review there. Until next time, goodbye.